Welcome to Truman's Matrix. A podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world. A production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. Where you don't know who's watching who, or who's controlling you. Truman's Matrix, the craziest headlines from around the world. And most of the time, we're pulling that news two days off of the wire before most people look, and that's on the Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. When you look at when you look at X, this Twitter thing, it's phenomenal. Their advertising dollars are actually higher per account, way higher, even though they only have thousands of advertisers versus millions of advertisers on Meta. And so when last week when we showed you Elon giving a personal private message to Bob Iger at Disney when he blackmailed him about pulling advertising from Twitter, <laughs> basically Elon said, I don't care. Right. In another couple of words. And so the phenomenal thing about Twitter, though, is that for some reason it's a new, it's a different world. If you're lucky enough to be able to live in both worlds, on Facebook and I say lucky enough, I don't know if that means that. <laughs> That's really lucky. But it, if you get on Twitter and you get on Facebook mm -hmm. equally and stay, you know, looking at your news, you will absolutely see, along with other sources, that Twitter will be two days ahead of everything else. You'll yeah, learn about it's, things it's pretty before. pretty amazing, isn't it? And Telegram as well. Yeah. You, you get stuff from Telegram. Yeah. I get stuff from Twitter. And then two days later, we're seeing somebody trending it, you know, or spitting it out there on Facebook. On Facebook, right. So Facebook, you're all behind. You're way behind. <laughs> but there is one account that really seems on top of things. That's that Panhandle Scanner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, formerly <laughs> Scottsbluff County Scanner. They're on top of things. And a few days ago, we saw a home in Virginia explode just as authorities were about to serve a warrant. Yep. This video, which is just a screenshot here, is the explosion, obviously, on the left-hand side of the screen, on the bottom, you would have seen a tactical vehicle approaching. It looked right like here. a SWAT vehicle. There it is. And we're going to go ahead and watch the video, I think, so then we can talk about it. Right. So we want to know what the backstory is, right? Well, at first, we just wanted to see a house blow up, and it was exciting, and get lots of clicks and all that. No, right. no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. In fact, in all seriousness, it was shocking because it came across my feed, and I didn't even ask for it. Um, we have another account that we follow from Florida that put this out, and as soon as it hit the news there, which that was a leading breaking news outlet, as soon as it hit there, I had it on our account on Scottsbluff County Scanner, now Panhandle Scanner, and here is that video. We're going to go ahead and take a look at it, and then Andy did some great research, and if you'll go back to our title, you remember it's the U Dynasty? 
mm-hmm. not the Wu dynasty, but the right. Yu dynasty, the Y-O-O dynasty. You're going to find out the backstory here after we watch this horatious, hor- horrendous, hellacious video. It's crazy. Watch this here. And we've got to watch it a couple of times because it just it's, it's just a, a mess here. Let's get it back all the way up on the screen. Here we go. Here we go. So it'll replay here. Just a sec. Dang. Uh, what? Let's keep it going. Let's watch it Dang. again. It just takes a few times to take a look at this. This is just... And there's sound on it too, isn't there not? I thought there was. You could have left it. I'm sorry. It's fine. Oh. Here's the sound. Yeah. Dang. So anyway, we are going to go ahead and learn the backstory on this. Andy, what did you dig up? Okay. So cultural husbandry created this thread and he dug into this. Remember the house that just blew up in Arlington? Things are not always exactly as they seem. What I saw was tactical vehicles and we were told they were serving a warrant. Right. So you saw people in the yard, you saw emergency police vehicles in the yard, you saw people in the neighborhood, and you saw that tactical vehicle moving slowly straight towards where that explosion came out. And we just thought maybe somebody did not want to go to jail. Yes. So but what did you actually find out? This is crazy. Let's go step by step. The house is owned by a man named James Wu. You. 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 I think he typed the first time wrong. (laughs) Where was James Yu's house? It was 844 North Burlington Street, Arlington, Virginia. Well, who was James Yu's father? Well, his father was Ki Hong Yu, American University, CIA cutout, wrote plan to retake North Korea with bioagents for president of South Korea in this picture. Who is James Yu's mother? Well, his mother was, is, Anne Shin Yu from the U.S. State Department slash CIA, Voice of America, lead broadcaster for South Korean division of U.S. propaganda mouthpiece, Voice of America. Well, who was James Yu? James Yu had a long career, but his most notable job was a head of global information and physical security at Global Crossing. So what was Global Crossing? It was Espionage Central and an international spying apparatus that is still in operation today. Well, who founded Global Crossing? Gary Winnick founded the company in 1997. Is Gary Winnick still alive? No. Gary Winnick died on November 20 or November 4th, exactly one month before James Yu's house exploded. <laughs> There's a couple of his little points to ponder there. So, who sat on the board of Global Crossing. Members of the board include Secretary of Defense William Cohen, CEO of J.P. Morgan Private Bank Elena Langomasnio, and Assistant Secretary of Defense 
Richard Pearl Elena, was also Gary Winnick's personal banker. Gary Winnick, the Global Crossing guy that just died. So what business was Global Crossing involved in? Well, Global Crossing managed intercontinental fiber optic lines. Hmm. So Global Crossing was a front company and a global spy network that focused on tapping intercontinental fiber optic lines and intercepting communications, both domestic and international, between the U.S., Western Europe, Japan, and Singapore. Fascinating. <laughs> in, 20, in 2003, James Yu facilitated the transfer of ownership of a massive global wire tapping operation. This image comes from that Indiana link above, that repository.law.indiana.edu up there. Ha, here's a name we haven't heard in a while. Eric Holder, who five years later would go on to become attorney general, picked by Obama, was key to this deal, and he made millions of dollars doing it. Whoa. <laughs> Interesting, huh? After months of negotiation and over $1 million in fees for the efforts of Eric Holder and four other lobbyists from his firm, the sale of the company Global Crossing Limited went through. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, and this is from archive.is. Global Cross, I'm going to click here. Global Crossing Limited, Bermuda, owner of the Atlantic Crossing, AC-1 submarine fiber optic cable system, now under construction, plans to add three new undersea cables connecting the U.S. with the Caribbean, Panama, and Japan. Global Crossing recently announced plans to build the Mid-Atlantic Crossing, an undersea fiber optic cable that will connect with AC-1. Service on AC-1, which spans more than 14 thousand kilometers and connects the United States and the UK, United Kingdom, the Netherlands, and Germany is scheduled to begin in May of 1998. The system will be built in a self-healing ring configuration and use wavelength division multiplexing technology. It's going to be self-healing? That's interesting. Then there was the Pan-American crossing. Global Crossing has also announced plans to build a private 8,000-kilometer undersea fiber optic network connecting California and Panama. The Pan American Crossing will have a landing stations in Mexico and other points in Central America. The cable, which will contain eight zero-dispersion-shifted fiber strands, is scheduled for full commercial service in 1999. It's expected to use WDM technology and include a dedicated pair of fiber optic cables running between the U.S. and Panama. PAC-1 will create the first direct path from Latin America to the United States and Asia without additional transit fees, according to the company. Currently, traffic from Latin America must cross the United States through terrestrial networks before connecting with fiber optic cables going to the Pacific Rim. Carriers sending traffic may must pay a transit fee for the connections. So this happened, this was a report from February of 1998. 
again, Global crossing, Crossing's fourth undersea fiber optic system, Pacific Crossing will connect the U.S. with Japan. The privately owned and operated system will also be built with a self-healing ring that configuration that uses WDM technology. It will have two landing points in both countries and is scheduled for commercial service in 99. Marubanai, a Japanese trading firm and partner with the fiber optic link around the globe, Undersea Cable, is also involved in the project. On September 14, 2020, CenturyLink, Inc., announced that it had changed its name to Lumen Technologies. Effective with the opening of the trading day on September 18, 2020, the company's stock ticker changed from CTL to LUMN, the CenturyLink brand, will continue to be the customer-facing brand for traditional copper-based services. Fiber-based products and services will use the brand Quantum Fiber. So, even CenturyLink is involved in this. I was going to ask you if anything gets around to the AT&T data center on Christmas Day in Nashville that got uh, blown up. Right? Mm. I don't know. Whoa, Let's keep deep, digging. Deep, deep, deep. The Kim Dae-jung administration built up countrywide high-speed ICT infrastructure and fostered IT and venture businesses as the future source of, source of growth. In his inaugural address, he expressed a vision for South Korea to advance from the ranks of industrial societies into the ranks of the knowledge and information-based societies where intangible knowledge and information will be the driving power for economic development. Today, South Korea is one of the most technologically developed countries in the world and has a well-connected cyber infrastructure which began to be built and fostered under President Kim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this includes Ted Kennedy, Kim Hong Yu, is this guy here, I think. Oh, right to left. Kim Dae-yung, Senator Ted Kennedy, Kim Yong Yu, and somebody else he did not know who it was. So, that's President or Senator Ted. Hmm. hmm. So, President Kim Dae-yung in South Korea served on the National Committee on Science and Technology before his election and approved $1.1 billion in funds for nanotechnology research. Hmm. Once in the Blue House... Instead of the White House. That's what they call it in South I Korea. guess so. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Now we know. He campaigned successfully to make his country a world leader in the application of IT and broadband communications, which it is today. Kim Dae-yung's affection for TEIN was manifested many times, even after it was launched. At the European Parliament in 2001, the fourth summit of ASEM in Copenhagen, Denmark, and in, 20, in 2002, and on many other occasions, his convictions about cyber infrastructure became only stronger, more specific, and more realistic. As the first leader from Asia who gave a speech at the European Parliament, he described TEIN as a cyber silk road, realizing E, Eurasia. Mm, 
Cyber Silk Road. Remember Silk Road by Kitaro. Right. See, so that's Kitaro. that underground, the missing link that T-E-I-N was supposed to fill in. Okay. Okay. So, there Boom. That's him. It is public knowledge that the CIA put Kim Dae-jung in place. And here's a document that shows something about that. Right. It's hard to read. Yeah. So there was... Oh, right here. In 2019, according to American CIA documents obtained by Hong Kong's South China Morning Post, through a Freedom of Information request, the military-backed ruling forces drew up detailed plans to fix the election result in case he lost. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. So... They have been, and we knew this too, there are other countries that the United States and the company of Dominion have helped throw elections in other countries. This has happened already in the past. Right. Now, this remember. This is part of the strategy. Remember, a month ago, that first guy from Global Crossing died. Yeah. Okay. What we're looking at is a hit. Mm-hmm. This explosion. Mm-hmm. The CIA put out a hit without telling the FBI because the FBI and those policemen were right out front. They were ready they to walk could have in. Blown up. They could have been blown up. It was probably meant to send a message, too, because it was very public. And it's second strike to members of the Global Crossing within a month. And it was filmed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how's that happen? Mm-hmm. It involves the highest levels of government and industry. Global Crossings Board had William Cohen, Secretary of Defense under Bill Clinton, Ooh. Elena Langomasina, CEO of J.P. Morgan, and Richard Pearl, Assistant Secretary of Defense under Reagan, hmm. on their board. Hmm. Big, you, big names. You know, I told you, or I asked you, or actually I told you, I said the first thing, as soon as I saw that explosion and then I posted it, I said, you know, Arlington, Virginia is very close to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And so I just remember it's in that area very near. And that's a lot of shady stuff going on over mm-hmm. there in that D.C. area. Richard Pearl was also chairman of the DPB, Defense Policy Board, which directed, directly advised Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld before and after 9-11. And let me remind you that Donald Rumsfeld was the CEO of what is now GlaxoSmithKline. Oh, Gla- yeah. Glasgow, yes. Glasgow Smith That giant conglomerate that buys up all of all the of companies, the little... all of the medical companies. Mm-hmm. And yep. they are the company behind Remdesivir. Yes, they are. Okay. So what does all this mean? It means the people responsible for building the cyber infrastructure in Iraq post-invasion, the infrastructure whose point was to provide the U.S. intel community with total backdoor access into it, not just Iraqis' digital communications, but all of Europe's, are now being killed off one by one. 
That's crazy to think of. The people who helped build the infrastructure being killed off or the infrastructure itself? It's still no, in place, right? The infrastructure is in place. It's the people who were involved in building the in infrastructure. But to me, I'm hearing a message saying that the people were pro-South Korean. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's dying is pro-South Korean? Um, well, the Korean tie is you and his parents. Mm-hmm. But, and one of... And that reporter, or that or, correspondent, or whatever she was. Yeah, and then, of course, Kim... Jean Jong, Lin Jong, the, the current leader of South Korea, Kim wasn't... Dulled. Oh, South Korea. South Korea? South Korea. Mm. Right. So uh. that's how Korea is tied into it. But they had to have Korea on their side in order to lay the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Infrastructure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So now that they've got it done. But why are they killing them? I don't know. Because they knew that it was built to steal election data. Didn't I read that in there? Mm -hmm. That the infrastructure was built to steal election data? R yes. Didn't I just hear that? Yeah, that part of part of the report was about um Okay, so the yeah. South Korean election was definitely done that way. And I'm sure that others and we know that all of these countries tweak election data for Everybody else, you know, it just happens. It's, we know <laughs> it that's happens. happening. Yeah, you can't we, say that. We yeah, know it's happening, <clears throat> yeah. right? Well, it does. So here's here's the map of this um, infrastructure. And you can see that it goes all the way through Italy. <laughs> yeah. Right there, so, yeah. right? From Paris all the way through Czech Republic and Slovakia and Romania to Bulgaria. Right? And then it goes through Turkey, several routes through Turkey, and into Iraq. So, and this he was says, supposed to be set up for a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. He says, "So espionage is a dirty game. Be kind to your neighbors." <laughs> Man, I was watching mm. that neighbor's house right next door to it. And it came so close, but it didn't actually blow anything up in his house. But I bet it blew some windows out. I would imagine they had some damage next door. That was a serious explosion. It was. Serious, serious explosion. So one of the um, responses to this thread was... Oh, here we go. Conspiracy theorist. Look how they carefully painted James Yu as a conspiracy theorist. Who was James Yu? Paranoid conspiracy theorist who triggered blast at his Virginia home. Presumed dead. Mm-hmm. Such baloney. A conspiracy theorist. That is such garbage. That makes me mad. Doesn't that make you mad? When you kill somebody and they call you a conspiracy theorist? What was Tom saying? Trying to kill me? Right. He'll probably kill me and say that I... Oh, come on. Right. Man. Watch out for that van. Yep, yep. And of course, they even had this um, oh, lawyer saying that the plaintiff believes he's the victim of conspiracy against him by his sister, his ex-wife, and others. <laughs> well, of course, a conspiracy is nothing mysterious, people. Just please understand the word conspiracy. It means that just more than one person getting together to do something or believe in something. 
Right. If they, if a CIA agent comes to your sister and says, I'm going to kill your brother unless you think the way we think, that he was a conspiracy theorist, mm -hmm. and the mother or whoever else, you come to those people, you get them to say that, of course they're going to come to you and say, you should stop saying that, brother. You should stop saying the government's trying to kill you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. And then kaboom. And oh, he was a conspiracy theorist. They're saying we're trying to kill him. How silly. Yeah. After yeah. They, after they blow him up. Right. I wonder what sister and mom are saying now. I don't know. He ain't no conspiracy know. theorist, people. Conspiracy theorist is a fake news term. Conspiracy theorist is a fake news term. Do you want to know what every... Listen, people. Listen to this. This is... I'm, is, is this the ugly truth of Truman's Matrix? I'm going to get mad here. I'm gonna, yes. I'm going to cuss here. It's Truman's Matrix a little bit. I'm pissed off. Every freaking investigator in any case is a conspiracy theorist. Right? <laughs> because they're theorizing how it happened. Without any facts. Without, Without any knowing anything for sure. All they know they're just is... coming up with ideas. They have, they have their experience to go fall back on and the evidence right? in front of you the yep. evidence in front of you you look at the evidence and you have a an idea and you talk to somebody bounce it off of them what do you think about this what do you think about that and that is not a bad thing that is a good thing that's called dialogue mm -hmm. that's called investigative journalism that's in call that's called being smart and, and getting advice from others instead of thinking that you know it all right Right. A conspiracy theorist is the best thing that ever happened to the world in a way because without somebody questioning what happened or why, then we all become puppets. And we're well, done. And you know what happens in the CIA when they're done with you? Yeah. You can't get out of the CIA. It's like a gang. It's a gang, right? Yeah. You it's a gang. You, you don't get out. out. What happens? You're killed. Yeah. Right? You're done. So his parents. Yep. They're gone. And now him. I'm they're sure gone. they're gone. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. We need to go look back at that 2000 video, that first election fraud video when the machines first started being used. Uh-huh. And they said that the Bush and Gore thing was flipped because of the machines. And when it was hanging chads, it came down to the distraction of the hanging chads. Well... Right before that 2000 election, they knew that these machines, by another name which became Dominion later, Diebold became Dominion, uh -huh. these Diebold machines had flipped an election in Florida in a senator or a representative seat in the state of Florida. So they knew that this could be done. Well, that was just a side note. I was telling you about this testimony in court, and it was before the very heavily Democratic committee of Jerry Nadler and Maxine Waters when they were much younger, 20 years ago, 24 mm -hmm. years ago. This guy was giving them testimony in Congress how he was a computer programmer and that not only did he know that they were, he, they had asked him if it was possible to detect whether or not a vote-flipping system could be detected and if so, could it, could it be hidden enough what, how could that happen? And so the, he basically told him that, yeah, it could be completely undetectable. You could flip votes and be undetectable and eat the script, have the script eat itself. He said, you could do that. And yes, you could, you could do it through these connected machines. 
Mm -hmm. So he said that. But the other side note that he said, we said, he said, that's really small news compared to the fact that I know that this guy named, and I thought it was James Yu or James Wu or something like that. He said that this congressman from Florida was sending tank building secrets to the Chinese, to this guy. So it would dwarf in comparison the the silliness about the election stuff because if we're selling secrets to the Chinese military, then that's espionage, right? Right. So I need to go back and look at the name on that video and see the name that that guy testified to that Mr. Wu, I thought, or Mr. Wu or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. If it ends up being this guy, that's going to be a that really crazy That would be really time. strange, yes. Yeah, I'll look at that video. It's It's on our channel. Yes. I'll look at that. While we're looking at the screen here, what we're seeing here is basically flares oh, yep. in the sky. Yeah, you, you can see the cars at the very beginning of this thing. Yeah, and you can see the SWAT vehicle moving in. All right. Well, we've got just a few minutes before the hour. Are we done with this thread? We are done with this thread. That was an incredible explosion, and we're very sorry to bring it to you. We knew something had to be up. When something like this happens, we just have this intuition that something isn't right with the scene. Mm -hmm. Truman's Matrix is the craziest headlines from around the world, but usually there's a deeper tie to something because you never know who's watching who or who's controlling you. And that's going to do it for this edition of Truman's Matrix, a podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world, a production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. You can find Digging Deeper with Brian Hale on your favorite podcast network or visit all of our podcasts under one roof at diggingdeeper.us. And one more thing. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.